Joy. I'm not gonna worry about your level of concern. Joy and double joy. We talking about Twitter. Triple joy. Think of how stupid the average person is, and then realize half of them are stupider than that. Quadruple joy. better be willing to do unique things in order to expect unique results. And, and that's just life. We're here to do unique things and create unique results. It's a Groundhog Day version of what Jin's talking about. I guess that's the opposite of unique things. Groundhog Day is is when you do the opposite of unique things. Yes, and I, and I and every time I hear that, I always think the same thing. Wow, unique does not only have to have a positive context. Oh, so we we are here. The, the negative, <laughs> the negative repeating Groundhog Day can also day be unique. The negative can be unique of the uh, of the Steelers off season, where every day. <laughs> <laughs> is a mock draft day. Oh, no. I'm oh. Kyle Kreiss. Here with me is Greg Benevent. Hello. And the off-season continues. Six more weeks of oh. of of, uh, of bad takes. Is that how it works? I don't know. Uh, as long as six weeks has like the sideways eight next to it, yes. <laughs> oh, more like infinity, sideways eight infinity takes? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So enough... Caucus, let's get to the tweets. We'll start with not coach of the year, Mike Tomlin. Okay. The uh, It seems like Tomlin hating is a year-round sport. I don't know. Mm-hmm. The tweet is from at K underscore Gursky 34, Kellen Gursky. This speaks volumes to where the Steelers are right now. The Steelers have been and where the Steelers have been for 10 years. And unfortunately, where the Steelers are heading, in my opinion, having a winning record can't be the standard. Being competitive can't be the standard. It starts at the top. This is a reply to because uh, Art Rooney This is you mm-hmm. know, last week, some Art Rooney fallout still when Art yeah. Rooney, his quote on Tomlin was. I don't really evaluate Mike on anything other than I'm glad he's our coach, mm-hmm. which I think is the ultimate endorsement. It's, it's, it's certainly, I, you know, it makes me feel, we, we talked a little bit about it when Flores came on the staff and Tomlin talked about just going into Art's office and saying, can we hire this guy? And he was like, yeah, yeah. sure. With always the implication to me that like Rooney was looking for something in his desk at the time <laughs> or like checking something on his phone and like looked up just vaguely like, oh yeah, hire him. Yeah. So, you know, so when I hear Rooney talk, I, I don't, I don't really evaluate Mike on anything. It opens is you know I don't want to say Mike is bigger than Art, but is he this? He's like the CEO, and Art yes. is like just the owner. He's just kind of another yeah. guy. You think it's a good idea? Go with it. It. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I I couldn't help but read this person's comment and not think about another statement that Rooney made during that interview. And I I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it's you know I, I forget exactly how he worded it. But he mentioned I want to say he mentioned the Rams and with the idea of like, hey, we don't really believe in going all in and maxing all out all of our credit cards and then not being good for a long time. 
because the idea is if you get in, you could get hot. That has always been their idea. And truthfully, that's kind of where both of Ben's Super Bowls came from, that exact idea. Six seed? And yes. then what was Super Bowl They 43? were the two seed. They were the two seed oh. in 43. But it's, uh, uh, yeah, but the, the, yeah, it's the Ravens beat the Titans on the road, a Titans team that beat the Steelers in Nashville. But, um, but yeah, so it's, but that's just it. That, that they, they believe in always being good. And then one year you're going to get really hot as opposed to like, we'll put everything all in for this year. And then, uh, you know, we're going to have to let go of everybody like the Bills. Yeah, you can luck out like the mm-hmm. Rams. And yeah, we made the playoffs. We won the Super Bowl one time. Right. Or you could make the playoffs 10 times and hope to win one of 10, right? That's- right, exactly. And it also, you know, and I think people are also frustrated because, you know, I mean, look at the four, look at the four teams in championship weekend. It's one from the Steelers division, the team that beat them in the playoffs last year, the team at the other end of the state, and another team with five Super Bowls. So, I mean, that's those are all four things that are going to it, it certainly made me cranky, and I, I'm sure it did the same for the uh, people watching. Who are four things not in my kitchen or something, right? Um, let's let's move on. Because, you know, well, hey, let's just mm. let's bring up uh, at SCityNation412, Steel City Nation. If you were the Steelers, would you give Tomlin an extension this offseason that would extend him past 2024? And yes, 46.8%. No, 53.2%. It's basically half and half is whether or not we're going to give the best coach in the NFL an extension. Well, I mean, and it's, I'm, I think it's actually higher than I thought I thought this was going to be of Steeler fans after uh, uh, the last few years, but they're absolutely going to give him an extension. I mean, it's, I don't feel that's a very hot take. I don't know when exactly it'll happen, but I'm fairly confident it's going to happen before August. But, L- um, but Listening yeah. to Art Talk, I'm thinking mm. Mike will come out and say, I'm extending myself for four <laughs> more years or something. Like, you know, okay, Dino's got three more years of college, I'm going to extend myself. Right, you know? or even Art goes, or Tom goes in and be like, hey, I'm extended, right? And he goes, oh, yeah. And then that's it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can we hire Brent Flores? Yeah. Uh, can I get four more years on the cut? Yeah. Sure, sure, okay. sure, sure. Yeah, put it on the card. I think the, I mean, I don't know why is extension, what's it, like, what's it, is that, what's it matter? Because there's no hot, it's not like, oh, he didn't get an extension. That means he's on the hot seat. Well, I do think there's something to the idea about, like, and again, I'm totally extrapolating out from what I've read other people write. But like, if the if you're on a deal, if you're a player and you're gonna, if you got like a four year deal and the coach has one year, I can sort of see kind of. I mean, again, not for Tomlin, but like the idea, like you're t- you kind of tune out the coach, be like, is this guy really gonna be here next year? Am I gonna have to listen to this? Whereas, like, okay, if he's extended and extended long into infinity, and by infinity, when you the player hit like 28, then yeah, you're gonna you're all that much more likely to listen to him because he's going to be around. Why doesn't Art come out and say, you know what, we're giving him a 10-year extension. It's not like uh, they could just change our mind and fire him if they wanted to. Right. Well, I mean, I I, I like the idea of the f- the four-year extension's pretty long, but it also doesn't, you know, I think a lot of those big contracts, I always kind of bristle when I see that, like, oh, we hired this you know, coach for 10 years and $150 million. Uh, like, <laughs> and then it's like Urban Meyer, and then they're gone. Right, right exactly. Or it's we traded our first-round pick for a coach that's been out of the game for a few years Wow, if this was Broncos Depot or something, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. How about okay? Now, how about a Tomlin defender here? This is from okay. at Pittsburgh Sports Steelers takeaway. The quote here is from offensive quality control coach Matt Sims. Who Sims? Either way, I got nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
The quote is, I was never around a more authentic and capable leader than Mike Tomlin. He is so skilled at managing players and being consistent. He is the same every day, win or lose. His approach and emotional response to things doesn't change. That's uncommon for coaches. So we've heard this from players. We've heard this from alumni. We've heard this from other people in the media. Now we're finally hearing from our own staff, which we don't always, you don't always hear. Like, I don't, I can't remember like Feekner ever really talking about Tomlin. Or... I mean, if, if he did, we, we certainly didn't hear it. I mean, it's, it's certain. Well, look at it this way. You, you and I both discussed, we had no idea the Steelers had an <laughs> offensive quality control coach to show you how often we hear from this guy. He's, so. he's the guy that says, okay, Matt, you, you're going up the stairs to the right. box. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I don't know. I, 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 if they give him a clipboard, I mean, it might not have the team logo on it like or this is probably more than likely this is who would become the next offensive coordinator if they fired matt cannon all right, of a sudden they're right. promoting matt sims and everyone's going whoa tomlin has no coaching tree what <laughs> matt sims um okay well let's go to a let's go to a friendly foe at the pony express andrew filipponi since the Steelers' last playoff win, the Eagles have had two Super Bowl appearances with two head coaches. Maybe continuity is overrated. So not only okay, that's so shading Tomlin with that without saying his name. Mm-hmm. This is also shading the Steelers' way, the whole Rooney way. Maybe mm-hmm. continuity is overrated. Said nobody ever in the Steelers organization. Right. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. It's a gamble that paid off for the Birds. Uh, you know, it certainly did. It. Um, I mean, uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I mean, it's uh, I'm surprised they got back. I don't know if continuity is necessarily overrated. I do think what's interesting about the Eagles is they win in such an old school fashion with, uh, you know, the 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 big uh, win in the trenches. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm certainly disappointed to see the Eagles get two Super Bowl wins, although I rooted very hard for them last time. But um, I was a Nick Foles fan that season. But okay. Oh, yeah. Well, after Wentz got hurt. Absolutely. And, um, but and, and I think I'm going to be a Jalen Hurts fan next weekend. I don't know if I'm I don't I don't know if I want like another goat. I don't want this Mahomes is the goat for the yeah, next but 10 I don't years. know if I want Philadelphia to have another championship. Plus, I gotta say, I have enjoyed so much how angry everyone is that the Chiefs won that game, and for them to win a Super Bowl, hopefully on another controversial call. Oh my God, that'd be great. Ugh. Um. And for the record, well, no, let's do one more thing here mm-hmm. on Tomlin. Let's go back up to at Mike Up Sports One, Mike Nicastro. How else is like? How else can we shade Tomlin? Any other ways? How about this? <laughs> one of the most overlooked black eyes of the Tomlin tenure. Uh, during each off-season coaching carousel, there is almost never any interest in hiring a Steelers coordinator. Canada, Feekner, Austin, Butler. What does that tell you? Um, again, we're getting to the coaching tree narrative. Like this is somehow a knock on Tomlin. Um, Butler retired. Butler retired after sticking around forever. And remember, yeah. before that, it was LeBeau retired. who inherited. Who, well, didn't he do that one stupid year with the Titans? But, I mean, he oh, didn't. Yeah, yeah. But still, he. these are not men that were going to get offensive, uh, I mean, uh, head coaching positions. It, um, you know, I, I mean, this also conspicuously misses Arians. Who did go on to oh, coach? Only it, to become yeah right. a champion I mean, coach. I mean, they did fire him just as they fired LeBeau, but, um, but yeah, that yeah. retire re- refirement is it right or whatever it was. Yes, it. Uh, now Feekner was again not a man in his thirties. At um, Austin, Austin was Austin I had thought, been there for two years. Yeah, but yeah, but didn't he interview? I thought he did interview for defensive coordinator positions 
in the past two off seasons. Yeah, he. Well, yeah, I he, think he might have been a. You know, might have been a Rooney Rule uh, interview. Well, but the, well, I don't know if he did for head coach, but yeah, I mean, wasn't. But wasn't he also like secondary with the Bengals? He wasn't their defensive coordinator when they hired him. No, so this was a step up, and he's only been there for two years. Yeah, so, so. I, you know, like what kind of coaching tree? I mean, it's and I keep pointing to the players who go into coaching, and if anything, we know his Tomlin's relationship with players is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is intimate, if anything. <laughs> oh, where's the sound bite? I can't find it. Oh. I've had really intimate relationships with individuals at that position. So <laughs> we know what that's about. All right, enough enough Tomlin. Mm-hmm. Uh because we still have to Still blaming Canada in the off season. It's gonna be a year long holiday. Let's start with at Alex Kazora. Alex Kazora. Tight end Pat Fryermuth says the Steelers' offense was so simple, it didn't even have basic checks to beat the blitz. It's so different because we didn't have hots. It's almost too slow at first because you weren't anticipating. So Fryermuth goes on Big Ben's podcast mm-hmm. with uh, Kutch was on there. It, it seemed to be like, hey, here's like everyone all together. Like this was the clip show. Like we couldn't get a full <laughs> episode out of these guys. So here's some folks you know. And, you know, they, it, and they made it like it was some super big shade. And it was such an off the cuff, off the cuff remark. You know, Pat was just like, uh, you know, yeah, we didn't have hots. But no one was like, what? You know, no mm-hmm. one like gasped or anything. Right. Ben, was, you know, a giant sound. The record didn't scratch. If anything, though, I mean, they, they, there was some tr- like he, they Ben kept saying, asking Pat if he knows anything about jet sweeps or something. So there was some slight Canada trolling. So ben has been on Twitter before. <laughs> yes. yes. Without yes, that, uh... there's been some slight uh, Canada trolling there. But uh, is this a big deal? That because everyone was making like a big deal, like oh, Kenny didn't have any hots. This rookie quarterback. I mean, you know. No one pointed out during the season, oh, man, if only we had some hot routes there. Well, what I kept thinking about when I saw this was, uh, and I wish I'd sent it to you to bring it up, but it was right around the time that, you know, they they kept Canada. Uh, Carbali tweeted something out like, and I'm going to mess it up, but it was a really, it felt like a really astute point where he said, hey, it's, we're going to know whether or not they kept Canada, but that will let us know how much they held back in the playbook. Like, if they keep Canada, then that's a sign that they really held back a lot, that there were a lot of things they didn't use. And this kind of backs that up in a way that maybe there were like some Glen Gary plays, uh, the ones in the back that, you know, maybe that Tomlin, as much as anyone else, felt that the rookie quarterback with the young man, young folks everywhere else, maybe get a little bit more each week, maybe get a little bit more each week. And this sort of feels like confirming that. And also that to me felt like the most compelling reason to keep Canada. I mean, beyond anything about stability, which is certainly valid as well, but this idea that like, hey, you know, this was more limited than we let on, than we told you, and not that, you know, oh, we saved the winning plays uh, for next (laughs) season, but just that like we did open it up, that there was more to be opened up, that it's not like this was the absolute apex of what we believe this could be. It's, you know, even though, you know, Kenny's the, he was pro-ready day one, but to give him a few less decisions to make uh, at that line of scrimmage, you know, in the middle of a playoff drive, yeah, sure, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I well, mean, uh, or just, in, in, or just in the middle of like a game, 
I mean, it's since every game counts and I come in through the season. I mean, it's yeah, I, I that makes a lot of sense. I mean, no one is ever that pro ready uh, as we still live in a world where no rookie quarterback has gone to the uh, Super Bowl. And it's uh, and of course, uh, Brock Purdy turned into a, a pumpkin there, as we thought. But it uh, but yeah, yeah, it, no, uh, I didn't see any tweets this week wishing right. we had Brock Purdy. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, mm-hmm. Um. At Blitzburg, Blitzburg, should the firing of Kellen Moore change the Steelers' plans with Matt Canada? You know, oh, the Cowboys had a top ten offense, mm-hmm. and they still lost their offensive coordinator. Yes. Um, so, of course, the fans say more proof that Steelers are backwards, and I just say more proof that these other teams who were so quick to fire people got it backwards. Well, I I wouldn't mind the idea of the um we start making up some of those other positions the teams have the idea of the passing game coordinator or the other things that don't quite make sense to me which would essentially be the offensive position of whatever job they technically gave uh uh, uh you know Flores this year but I don't think that's necessarily a job for Kellen Moore or <laughs> Leftwich unless these guys unless it's unless it's exactly a situation like Flores where it's like hey you know there are no more seats left for the offensive coordinator do you want to be the you know second commandant to the passing game or whatever it is uh, come in and do that sure I wouldn't mind you know I, I'm fine with them keeping Canada given what we now know but you know I wouldn't mind someone else to be like hey let's let's spell check that let's <laughs> like, look over your shoulder well, you, you, I mean is it someone like a like a Heinz Ward who can um you know I'm just I'm trying to think like back on that Ben podcast they were talking about how Heinz taught AB how to control his body and how it's mm-hmm. so like is it uh, you know, is it? Do we need someone with the players, like on on that level, or do we need someone over Canada's head saying, uh, uh, "Hey, no, no more jet sweeps"? Well, no, but uh, just again, looking at the way they worked with Flores, where it's like, "Hey, here's someone else in there." In what, for lack of a better phrase, almost kind of sounded like the pitch session. You know, when they were putting together the defensive plan for this week. I mean, it's sure he had a responsibility. I think it was with the linebackers, but it's also to be like, hey, it's what are your thoughts? What have you seen? And somebody with offensive coordinator experience in the NFL, which something that Canada only has in these two seasons, might not be the worst thing. You, it's like we need a quality control offensive coach. Right, which is exactly <laughs> what, right, or three more, or however, yeah, we just keep making up names for these guys. But, it, uh, but again, I don't know if that's a job for Kellen Moore you know, every time they would show him on the sideline, it was always in the context of future superstar coach. It sounds like, yeah, it sounds like that was kind of a role Charlie, ba- you hear in Charlie Batch talk about what he would do on the sidelines as the backup. Mm-hmm. It sounds like some of that. But what do I, I don't know. I just listen right. to podcasts. <laughs> um, is this a, is this a Canada? Th- I don't know if this is a Canada thing or not, but I'm putting it under Canada. <laughs> At Picket for Six, Picket for Six. David Carr said that Ben Roethlisberger told him before a preseason game that he hadn't put on cleats for the whole offseason. Uh, I got the soundbite here because what's the real context here? No sound? Mm. Nope, no sound. Okay, David Carr, not to be confused with Derek Carr, although we found out that they are related. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we had a lockout in the NFL, and uh, Ben Roethlisberger, I meet, I meet him on the field before the game, all the quarterbacks are talking. What? And so, mind you, this is like our, this is like our second preseason, first preseason game, our what? first preseason game, and we're talking to him, and he's like, Dave, I have not put on cleats since our last regular season game, <laughs> <laughs> like the entire off season. That right? sounds like something he would that's do. That's like too. something he would do, and that's he was the most still big a baller. Story oh, exactly, because he would just literally like a big bear, like just grab the ball and just go throw it. So um, this is kind of it's it's similar to 
what um who was it who was it the the other quarterback it was sims chris sims who mm. asked him show me ben show me how you hold the ball and, oh, yeah. and he was just like i just grab it and throw it <laughs> and so I, I'm, I'm, I put this under Canada because, you know, we complaining about the offense, but what we really had under Ben was some freak of an athlete who didn't need to put the work in that Brady did, who didn't need to uh, put the work in that AB did. He could just grab the ball, put on his his shoes that don't fit, and just go out and sling touchdowns. <laughs> I mean, a couple of things. One, I mean, it's it's very well could be that Ben was exaggerating for a good joke with Carr, I mean, regardless to the point of whether how true that was. I mean, I'm sure, you know, it might have been true, but I I remember, you know, and I might have brought this up before. I've never seen it anywhere else, but I remember sitting in a waiting room after Super Bowl 40 and reading the sporting news, which I doubt is a physical thing you can do anymore. <laughs> but I'm like getting a quote from Cower. I'd never heard anywhere else where the one reporter was like, hey, does Ben watch any film? And Cower basically said, like, absolutely not. But I can't get a second year guy to be like a 10 year veteran. So it um, so I think this might this very well might have just been a Ben thing in Canada. So now we're now we're on two years in of Canada hasn't gotten to whatever those plays are in the back of the playbook because Ben wasn't going to see them. Well, and... his first year he was the QB coach, so Ben right. didn't need a QB coach, right, obviously. Exactly, yes. So anything that he was working on that year was mm-hmm. moot. And then no. so now he's a first time coordinator with Ben. The Ben's final year. final year. So Ben was ben, right. Ben is yeah. Ben's book is dusty. Like there's <laughs> yeah. fingerprints on that thing. So and then... so this might be the really Canada's first. Uh, you know, I don't want to say his rookie season, but he might finally yeah be. Get, like you said, get into the back of the book. And <laughs> that's why I'm totally fine with bringing in a guy that maybe even wasn't the most successful offensive coordinator, but has been an offensive coordinator to be one of these other position, be one of these made up positions. Like, hey, let let's double check that. And we can still make the playoffs next year, and it's not going to change anyone's attitude about Matt Canada. He, we could be the number one offense next year with 50 touchdowns from Kenny Pickett. Is that, anyone- might, that might change some opinions, <laughs> just because I, I think what, what people, you know, the Haley, I mean, as many points as they scored under Haley, it would, we would have changed a lot of opinions with Haley if they'd won some of those playoff games. Like if they don't, you know, if Le'Veon shows up on time and it's not secretly hurt and Shazier maybe doesn't get hurt and they beat the Jags, then I think we look at the Haley offense a lot differently than the way we ended up doing. Well, I look back at it with uh, with I, I look at it as a great time. Um, although people were like, "Oh, we didn't score thirty points every game." Yeah, they well, scored that's, thirty a lot. That was tough. <laughs> All right, coming up in the second half, we got to talk. It's con season. We hey. got to talk uh, Omar Khan. We got to talk. There's some Kenny. There's some Kenny. Uh, Kenny news to talk about mm-hmm. and. Some predi- already predictions for 2023, so let's get them out oh, because uh, there's money to be made in these streets if you bet <laughs> now. <laughs> Don't wait until April or whatever. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. It's the second half of what Jin's talking about. This is about when I would start to tune in if this was a <laughs> playoff game, NFL playoff game. Like, yeah, I, you know, I, I, hey, is the game rigged? I don't know, but I know I don't need to tune in until the second half of any of these games. <laughs> All right. We promised Omar Khan talk, and so we will do it if I can only find. Oh, come on. I had the... I thought I had the con. Didn't I have it last week? You did, yes. Oh, I guess I'm just going to have to go, con! 
It's con time. Let's mm -hmm. get to the tweets. Where'd the con sound go? Man. <whistles> These producers. Who's, who's producing this show? <laughs> Let's start with at Jay Heights. Jonathan Heitritter. Brian Flores on the sideline, repping the beautiful black and gold. Um, it's Senior Bowl. Is that what it is? I, I don't think, know. Shrine I Bowl. So. I don't Some, even know. One of the, it starts with an S, and it's a bowl. Of I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna watch. But I did no. see that Brian Flores was in there with his Steeler gear. So I guess is it? Can we assume that he's not? Uh, getting hired somewhere else? Well, I mean, it, I think it depends on what he wants. I, I can see not wanting to be the head coach of the Cardinals. That <laughs> seems like a tough, tough position because you're stuck with Murray and uh, defense. I can name two guys. And, I, everyone... and the guy just retired. <laughs> right. And, right, exactly. So we're down to one guy, and that division's tough. I mean, the Rams are going to be good again eventually. The Niners are a machine. The Seahawks are on the way up. I mean, I guess it depends on does he want to be a defensive coordinator somewhere else? I think that's is being a defense coordinator somewhere else and waiting for that head coaching thing better than continuing with the Steelers for another year. And I think it comes down to that. I mean, I'm, I, I can see being teams wanting to make him the defensive coordinator because I think he's interviewed for like four or five of those. Yeah. But it's just, it, would that be a better position to be a head coach again than this? At, um, I mean, it, what's it say to you? It tells me everything about Tomlin and about the Steelers and mm -hmm. Rooney, of course. If he decides, oh, I'd rather be the special assistant for outside linebackers under Mike Tomlin than to take a you know a big boy job anywhere yeah, else defensive coordinator thing yeah which is what Munchak did for years on the offensive line it um and also too I mean but some of those jobs weren't really open like the Houston job was always going to be D'Amico Ryan's if he wanted it you know the Broncos was going to be uh, uh uh Peyton you know like it uh so yeah so I mean it's I can see just hanging out in Pittsburgh uh, have a good time contribute to this and then uh you know take the next head coaching job that doesn't suck and, and eat your wings with uh, Mike Tomlin right <laughs> Mike Tomlin eat chicken wings that's right Brian Get those, that wasn't Brian. Um, <laughs> how about at Farabaugh, FB, Nick Farabaugh, Mike Tomlin is hawk watching the offensive mm. linemen in this American team practice. So Tomlin's on the field. He's not one of the coaches, although there is a Steelers coach, I believe the Steelers secondary coach. Yeah, I think the that's defensive right. Corner. That, yeah. But so Tomlin's on the field. He's in it with the offensive linemen. People are saying, well, it's obvious, you know, he was in it with the quarterbacks last year. It's obvious O-line is going to be a priority. Well, I mean, it'll be a pro – I'm sure they're going to draft an offensive lineman. I don't know where, uh, 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 you know. But what I do know from having done this for a couple of years now is Tomlin just loves this. Yeah. I mean, he just like being down around those guys. I mean, I again, they're going to pick an offensive lineman somewhere. I can guarantee you that. So it's – he wanted to get to know these guys, He wants to, and he really enjoys this stuff. Every or not everyone, but a lot of the fans are thinking first round tackle. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I didn't do the research to see how often a first round tackle can of go course in and you start because it's February. <laughs> yeah. What on earth? It's but, not you know, even Super Bowl February yet. How do you evaluate? I just keep looking at Dan Moore Jr. Thirty plus mm -hmm. NFL starts, mm -hmm. uh, still twenty. What is he? Twenty four, twenty five, like that. So you bring in a rookie first rounder. Uh, who's you know it, it, what what kind of what does the experience of Dan Moore Jr. 
bring to to this discussion about whether or not we're going to draft a tackle yeah or sign one i mean that i I, i'm not sure i mean it's i i do come back to hey you know maybe the season and our narrative is very different if uh jason pierre paul has all his fingers and manages to bring (laughs) kenny down before he can throw that ball to Najee because he beat dan clean on that play but i've also heard that you know at 17 you're probably not getting the a plus plus tackle that's why so many of them are like they're gonna get this big guard to replace dotson and um, who has, I think, even more starts than Dan at this point. That's that, a good, uh, since Dodson played uh, good point. during the uh, 2020. Good point. But um, but yeah, so it's, but again, we, we don't know because it hasn't been free agency yet. That'll tell us some of where their priorities are too. And, um, and again, you don't have to draft a guy to start. I mean, I know that's what we've been doing the last so many years <laughs> for a lot of valid reasons, but it's okay to have the backup guy. I mean, that's what Chooks was for a while yeah but, uh, third round pick and mm-hmm. he yeah back up mm-hmm. yeah yeah well yeah it used to be third rounders didn't we didn't expect them to start until kendrick green really you right, know right mm-hmm. uh and now it seems like with the i don't know I, some people were telling me with the cap the way it is you almost have to start your elite rookies but yeah I don't know, that, that hasn't always been the steelers way though. no it, it hasn't and it's it's and the, the and you know it's also too but we're gonna it is the draft's gonna be different in some ways i mean it just is because a con and Lytle. am i saying that right w-i-e-d-l the guy came from there's Philly, a t in there isn't there is okay there? i don't, I don't think there was but regardless <laughs> but regardless it's going to be different in some ways and and maybe they'll be dramatic i tend to doubt it but they very well could be so we'll you know, like I said, I, I just can't make any predictions about this before free agency. No. Well, you know, if it's not O-line, I'm hoping it's the other side of the mm-hmm. ball. Mm-hmm. At Ray Fit One, Ray Fittipaldo, uh, uh, worst take of the year recipient. Uh, you know, don't forget, he said players knew Canada was leaving. Anyway, mm-hmm. Ray Fittipaldo, Wisconsin defensive tackle Keanu Bennett said his favorite interviews with NFL head coaches this week were with Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel. Bennett said Tomlin let him know that he was on the Steelers' radar. Defensive tackle. That's, I could, you know, I could see that mm-hmm. a lot easier than even an offensive lineman. Oh, yeah, no. Defensive tackle, corner, all that. I, I will say that if, if I'd had a, a if, if Tomlin told me that I was on the Steelers' radar, I would tell everyone that. But I think a clear <laughs> sign to tell that you're on the Steelers' radar is you are talking to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, like that like it's like it's he had to tell you like you were sitting there talking to him. Like, what, what's he saying? Like, hey, you're on my radar, man. And you're like, oh, uh, you know, right? Exactly. Great. Okay. <laughs> Which is probably what happened. I mean, we're laughing about this. But it's very likely what occurred. I'm thinking what like what did yeah, Tomlin? If you have uh, three seconds to say something, what you you know what's he going to say? Like you know, keep it up or right. you know like, like good, good job. job. Like, yeah. Hey, you're on our radar. Okay. Well, I probably 256 players. Right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, I hope there aren't too many guys off that radar, really. Like, hey, we're not thinking about you at all. Good job. Like, <laughs> All right, time to put on your cap hat mm-hmm. at Steelers Network. Steelers Network. Cap space saved if the following players are cut before June 1st. William Jackson III, $12.17 Miles Jack, $8 million. Mitch Trubisky, $8 million. Akilah Witherspoon, $4 million. Gunnar Oshevsky, $2 million. Montrevious Adams, $2.5 million. Are you willing to give any of these guys the axe? Uh, I mean, it's it's 
I'd like to talk to someone about restructuring. I mean, William Jackson III played as many snaps this past season as you and I, if I remember correctly. I was in the stadium okay. for at least one game. Okay. So, I, so, do I, yeah, <laughs> so we're, we're definitely even. Um, you know, Miles, I mean, they couldn't say enough about how hard he was, and he kept going out there. It. Uh, I mean, I thought for sure Mitch was gone up until Rooney's like, he can win some games with him, but maybe that's a clear sign to be like, hey, you could win some games with us. You bring that cap hit down. Yeah, and, maybe um, Seattle, you can win some games right, with us. Exa- yes, exactly. <laughs> you can battle, but you can battle Gino for that spot. Who knows? It. Uh, I mean, I, 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 I don't know enough about how Adams played. I assumed it was better. I, I would imagine Olszewski's gone just because you can find that guy. I mean, it's um. Well, Sims I mean, is not, the return man. It seems right. Right, and it's uh, and Witherspoon. I don't know. I mean, that's. It, 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 that's one uh, I'd like to see how free agency shakes out because, I mean, you're going to add a corner, whether it's uh, uh, the big uh, draft pick or a later draft pick. So, I mean, it's even if you do so, is $4 million all that bad for, like, the backup corner, the third corner? Because, I mean, you're still going to play even if you're the fourth guy. Yeah, $4 million, You know, we're talking about paying Cam Sutton, you know, as upwards as $10 million or something. Mm-hmm, so, you mm-hmm. see $4 million for a kill with him. I'm like, okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um Miles Jack, that's a tough one because you. What do you have then? You have Spillane and Mark Robinson, right? I feel like they're gonna have to. Uh, they're gonna have they're to. Keep gonna, they're gonna bring someone in. I mean, whether it's free agency or the draft. So whether they keep Jack or not, I mean, it. Um, that's that. Yeah, that that's one of that and corner and defensive line. You can look at someone is coming in and backup outside linebacker too. Yeah, at, uh, uh, and uh, and quality control offensive right. pass. <laughs> coordinator all right let's move on to kenny a couple just a little couple notes on kenny because mm-hmm. he is qb1 and, and not having talked about him at mm-hmm. j round 32 josh roundtree tyler huntley 658 passing yards two touchdowns three interceptions 77.2 qb rating kenny pickett 2404 pass yards seven tds nine interceptions 76.7 qb rating well pickett must have declined the pro bowl invite right uh people upset that tyler huntley is going to the Pro Bowl games. Right. I mean, and this this is exactly what the Pro Bowl games deserve. I, I assume it's because <laughs> Huntley made the playoffs, but, uh, you know, I, 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 I feel like if Pickett had declined it, we would have heard. But also, if you're Tyler Huntley, you take that immediately. They're like, you want to be yeah. the Pro Bowl? Yes, I do. It, uh, I hope so. I hope the Ravens bring this up in uh, their contract negotiations with Lamar. They'll be <laughs> well, like, we, we already have, have a, a Pro Bowl, Bowl quarterback. <laughs> I don't. I mean, no matter how you slice it, Kenny was not a Pro Bowler right, this year. Right, exactly. No matter any definition of the word, except just, you could. I mean, and, and only in December you could say, "Well, fourth quarter," but right, that was yeah, only in the December. second half. Yeah, yeah, the sec the second half of the season Pro Bowl is not what this should be. Although technically, that is why Tyler's going. So, at, uh, I just don't. You know, is Pro Bowl even you. the metric? You know, when I think of the Hall of Fame credentials, you talk all pros. And yes, you don't miss, like oh, you know, like although when although they were like Franco was like nine Pro Bowls out of his first nine years. I well, guess I also that's... think it might have been a little bit different then than it is now. I mean, it's I, I think I, I, I think you're on to something because I imagine as time goes on and we see more and more of like this descend into flag football, it's going to be harder and harder to use that as criteria for the Hall of Fame. It's and it's and the Pro Bowl is still ultimately a TV event, not yes. an awards ceremony. It's, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they're still trying to put out some kind of TV product. Yes, um, it, uh, and, and said with the appropriate amount of contempt as people that have, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, depending on where you live, I don't know if this happens so much in Pittsburgh, but we have gotten deluged with, uh, you know, discount Pro Bowl games tickets. Kyle and I uh, offers for those. I I mean, I'll watch, I'm interested in the games. If, it, if they can do it like the NHL does it, I'm interested in that. 
but mm-hmm. you know. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Flight. Yeah, it's it, it's not a sport that lends itself to like harmless exhibition. <laughs> no. Um, one last thing on Kenny at Lukiao nineteen ninety two Matthew Lukiao. Kenny needs to do this celebration in year two, and it was uh, a gift from his pit days, where he cracks open a cold one and chugs it. <laughs> Have, that's you haven't seen that in no. any kind of celebration the crack open and not in stone cold no I, I i that's a good one i mean my favorite is always i, I forget i want to say it was more than a decade ago at this point but when buffalo was going through is severe snow and the one buffalo tight end caught a pass in uh, rich stadium and pantomime shoveling snow that's still oh. my favorite uh touchdown celebration i've seen from an offensive player but yeah i that's a good one too i don't know if that's since you'll probably be responsible married man next year in season two perhaps that's less likely but i can see people like no, not a good, uh, not a good role model for kids. If you're, mm-hmm. but but how many? I mean, every beer advertises for the NFL to begin with, right? So, and also, it's not. Also, again, not to be pedantic, but you don't have to say it's a beer. Oh, I mean, it like could, you be, could be uh, having a coke. You could be could know, be an energy. Yeah, right. Exactly. We're have yeah. We're yeah. Whoever's sponsoring that day, that's what it is. It's and, an uh, Arnold Palmer. Yes. It's <laughs> an Acrisure Arnold. Acrisure Arnold. <laughs> All right, enough. Starting at $35. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay. Um, we got some 2023 predictions already. Okay. It's Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. and uh, let's get to the predictions, starting with at Blitzburg. Blitzburg. This is from ESPN's Barnwell. The Steelers will make the playoffs if TJ Watt is healthy. He cost them a shot at the playoffs this year by getting injured. They were 1-6 and six when TJ went down. Getting TJ back gets them into the playoffs. Is it that simple? If 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 TJ's healthy, we're in the playoffs. It would have been that simple in the year we just had. I mean, I can't say that's what's going to happen next year because the truth is, as harmful as the TJ injury was, they were kind of lucky with some other injuries in other places. I mean, only on the offensive line. How many times did we come in here and say, boy, if this was a contending year with all these injuries to Boswell, to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, uh, to, to Najee, which also might have cost them a playoff berth. And looking back, <laughs> particularly on the way Najee was running in those early games it you know it, it, it and that's something that honestly having the second season of Jalen Warren I mean maybe if he'd had a year under his belt some of those early games maybe they pull out with him too so it's so I mean it's this, this proves to me that uh, Bill Barnwell who's a smart guy was able to read the same statistics and see the same highlights we all did, <laughs> it's all did right mm-hmm. at the Pony Express Andrew Filipponi the Steelers will have a better roster than the Chiefs next year and moving forward, but it probably won't matter because they have Patrick Mahomes and we don't. I mean, I thought Kenny was doing Patrick Mahomes things there. He is <laughs> doing Kenny, uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes things. I mean, I'm not necessarily sure the Steelers were having overall better roster than the Chiefs, but man, I I wasn't terribly impressed with the way they won that game. I mean, I was certainly glad they did, but um, and I, I definitely stayed up Sunday night trying to find as many, you know, pictures of crying Bengals fans and crying <laughs> Bengals as I could. But um but but I mean but the, but I mean as much as they goof on the crying and all that, the reason all of that happened was the Bengals very much could have won that game. And, and I'm not sure uh, uh so uh, you know uh, so two and I, a half minutes left in the game and you just needed a field goal and in Burr 
Burrow head. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's <laughs> and it's not like, you know, uh, uh, Mahomes didn't put up no 30 points. I mean, they weren't running up and down the field a whole lot. A lot of times he was overthrowing receivers or he was missing guys. And it's so, I, I, I mean, Mahomes' ceiling is the absolute greatest of all time, but I, I'm not convinced he's going to win the Super Bowl. I kind of think it's going to be a lot like the one where they played Brady and that Tampa defensive line just ate him alive. I don't even know if Mahomes, you know, sure, Mahomes is MVP, but I think Travis Kelsey is really the more of the X factor. Um, you know, the things that he lets them do makes yeah. Mahomes look good. Almost you know? like a Jerry Rice at tight ends. Yes, I remember thinking yes. that since Jerry went to the Philadelphia game this weekend. It, uh, yeah, Travis Kelsey will be having 1,000-yard seasons at 38 with uh, with a rival like Jerry. Right, exactly, where they keep <laughs> with the Broncos or the Raiders. How about another prediction? At Michael Beck fifty six, Michael Beck, the Steelers are three to four legit players plus picket continued improvement from being contenders. Three or four legit players. I, I mean, I, th- this this I'm fine with agreeing with this, depending on your definition of legit. <laughs> I see that in the tweet he capitalized it, so maybe yeah. that's well. Let's let's say legit le- players. Let's say a legit is a pro bowler or pro bowler adjacent. You know, someone like a Alex Highsmith or okay. even you know how where would the three need to be for us to be legit? Well corner defensive line inside line i mean and no it'd be inside linebacker uh uh, uh corner and um i guess wide out or or uh, uh offensive yeah no wide out or offensive line but it's okay. but i could see but i mean if you're if you're gonna find it with that high ceiling then yeah i could see three that would absolutely make them contenders again i mean again it's contenders being what you are one of the four to six best teams in the conference which i think was the teams that always have a chance to go and give me just because you know there's always been since we've gone to seven teams there's been like the sacrificial lamb teams yeah at, uh, and then but there's been five or six teams particularly this last year that might have really had a chance to do something i mean i'm only including the Ravens in that because they could have won that game if that dude had gotten it over the line. Like, mm-hmm. and well, you know, most of those you said those legit players came on defense, so the offense is uh, you would say in pretty good well, shape. Well, continued improvement, is okay. remember it. I think, but no, but picking picket continued improvement means their continued improvement too. It's that that goes hand in hand. And I, and well, I mean, what kind of improvement? I mean, really, I just want to see less picks if, if yes. that's the improvement then we've seen a lot of the other things that he can do already well and i think uh, there is something about um hitting on those deep passes too i think that's i think those those are, but that's but to, to what you said and what i said are the same thing yeah i mean go to the deep passes you're getting picked off yeah um how about last prediction at kale underscore burger kale burger prediction the steelers will be playing in the afc championship game in the next four years mm-hmm. i can go with that Okay. All right. Enough said. Boom. Sounds yeah. like uh, that sounds right to me, right? We can't verify that that's true, but it certainly oh, sounds it right. It sounds right. Okay. Let's, uh, all right. I think we've said everything. Let's get the band on the field, right? <laughs> Where's the band? <laughs> Groundhog Day. Six more weeks of hot takes until we've got free agency. Uh, not quite a rhyming, but. Close. Adja- uh, rhyming adjacent. Rhyming adjacent. Put me in sticks. I'm ready to. Write a new verse. Okay, little odds and ends here. Starting with at Jenna Harner, 11, Jenna Harner. One of the giant ketchup Heinz bottles is headed back to Acrisure Stadium. Art Rooney II tells me Gate C will now be the Heinz Gate. And they're working on have wanting the ketchup bottles displayed there. 
why did we take it down if you're just bringing it back in nine months later? I mean, it, 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 this, this seems like such an easy thing to sell off the names of the ga- the gates. I mean, didn't the Browns do this the, the first time they came back to the NFL? I thought this always seemed like the next level, you know, making money. So, yeah, maybe they just wanted to give Acrisure uh, uh, one year in the spotlight. But um, <laughs> but now they're back. Yeah. Now the Heinz bottles are back. I didn't even I hardly missed them. Um, <laughs> well, let's follow, follow up on this at Scarpizio Scarps. Beyonce referred to it as Heinz Field. The ketchup bottle is returning. Let's just call it the ketchup house and be done with it. Is Zach Rashore obsolete? I mean, if, if Beyonce's calling it Heinz Field. I, was, I forget where I was on Twitter the other day, but somebody was talking. I forget it was minor league hockey or basketball or something, but there's another Acrisure stadium somewhere it was hockey isn't it okay it's someone some ahl or double or echl team or whl team plays in an acrisure stadium somewhere or acrisure arena i think it might be i have no idea where i don't think it's in the east coast but um no i did see that as well mm -hmm. yeah acrisure is everywhere everything's Mm -hmm. coming up acrisure so i I can certainly see why beyonce is not up on her uh uh, insurance providers or whatever it is acrisure does yes if beyonce hits the stage and says hello heinz field then right. That's it. The yeah. queen has spoken. <laughs> At Blitzburg, Blitzburg, Cam Hayward shooting a Super Bowl. What, 50, 5, 6, 7 commercial? Yes, I had to do it too. Uh, so there will be a Steeler represented in the Super Bowl, at least on the commercial side. Mm-hmm. Um, Cam also, what, what else did Cam do this week? I feel like there was something else. Uh, Oh, we still don't know the man of the year. Right. Oh, he's going to the Pro Bowl. That's right. He's going to the Pro Bowl because Chris Jones is in the game. And, um, yeah, Cam's everywhere. I mean, that's it, a guy that you could already start to see the, you know, he still has some great game left in him, but you can also start to see the post-football career shaping up, too. Yeah, we'll see how this commercial goes. Mm-hmm. Um, we should do an over-under on when it will air. Let's bet <laughs> Let's bet on the commercials. That's the only reason I'll be watching for the Cam Hayward commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, quickly, we'll do at Blitzburg again. Blitzburg. Alabama Crimson Tide hosted Jerome Bettis Jr. for Junior Day on campus. I, you know, I that's how old we're getting. I didn't realize some of these guys had college age players. Oh yeah, and then I, I saw the picture of that kid, and I thought, wow, I would not have guessed that's Jerome Bettis' son. That nope. is a that is a wide, and they're like, he's going to be a wide receiver. I'm like, oh okay, he's going <laughs> to go to the weight room too, right? Like it, um, but yeah, but it's a good, but again. I can't imagine Alabama does this for a lot of guys. So that's, you know, that's a pretty clear sign of how things are trending. When your name is Jerome Bettis Jr., I'm sure right, it's easy to get the invite to Alabama. Yes and no. I mean, I'm sure if he if, if he wasn't good, I mean, they, they would have given that spot to some kid you'd never heard of that, you know, yeah. uh, we never heard of his old man that uh, could do it. So, yeah, it's uh, but I, I that won't hurt as his life moves forward. No, of course not. Um, and surprise you not go to Notre Dame. That's a big surprise. Okay. Yes. At... Uh, Pat McAfee show. Pat McAfee breaking. The NFL is not rigged. He had to have Adam Adam Scheffler come down and you know tell everyone the NFL is not rigged. Although, uh, hey, I've been saying it for a while. It doesn't have to be rigged in the way that uh, that people say that it's like a predetermined outcomes or anything. But there's something to these refs keep it within a score of the spread. I don't know. I, you know, I'm not saying it's rigged. Again, rigged. that's 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 ignoring the work that our fine American hardworking <laughs> handicappers do who slave away every day for you to have good bets. And I feel it looks down on these blue collar intelligent workers. Um, I mean, it's it's. You know, the, the refs didn't make that uh, guy shove Mahomes in the back uh, when he was clearly in the Kansas City parking lot. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, 
I, 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 and again, remember this, you can complain all you want about the team of refs in the AFC championship game. These were the highest graded refs. It was, they didn't get this job by accident. They, they, they do track these guys. And this was the team that had the highest rating throughout the season. To get I, I can come down either way. On the one hand, it's like, yeah, if you start tracking how good or bad these refs actually are, like they did in baseball and you mm-hmm. find out they're actually right 97% of the time or mm-hmm. something with, with umpires, we found out. Yeah. Although, then again, I saw that documentary on the NBA ref who was fixing games, and it wasn't like they were colluding the refs, and he just said, hey, I know this guy doesn't like Allen Iverson, so bet against the Sixers, and I know this guy calls these type of walks or these type of fouls, and... It doesn't have to be a full-on fix uh, mm-hmm. to to necessarily not be, um, to, I don't, you know, uh, there's there's more to it than just the competitors on the field. And see, this is why I kind of hope the Chiefs win the Super Bowl because how angry it's going to make people. <laughs> I mean, they will be so mad about this. I, I mean, you can already start to see creeping into the Bengals in their fan base the sense of entitlement. And losing a game they didn't think they were supposed to on a bad call just exacerbates that. Oh, yeah. No, these Bengals fans thought that they're, you know, they got the next uh, dynasty lined up or something. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you don't even have a ring yet. So let's mm-hmm. just hold on. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of Dan Marinos over there yes. and uh, and in the like mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. I get it. You haven't been this far in, since 89 or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be excited, too. But, hey, we've been there before. In fact, we're, we're there every year. Mm-hmm. So... Get used to it. Okay, shoot. One last thing, I guess. Okay. At SD Extras Media, Blitzburg, USA Videos. Little Yachty at his listening party wearing a Kevin Green 91 jersey. A big Little Yachty fan? Uh, I don't know, Mr. Yachty. But, uh, I mean, again, this is one of those jerseys that's so specific it doesn't happen by accident. You're not just like, quick, I want a Steelers jersey, and someone gives you a 91 jersey from, like, 1994. That doesn't just occur. There's a reason you're wearing this. Yeah, you have to – yeah, and then he's not he's not a Pittsburgh guy. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, he's a New York guy, but I think he's from the uh, from the South. Um, but, hey – Didn't Green have something to do with the Jets at some point? Wasn't he coached there at one point or another, I thought? I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he I was. Think. He was a coach. Yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, everyone, go pick up your uh, Little Yachty albums. You're allowed. <laughs> Official Steeler fan. Welcome to Steeler Nation, mm-hmm. Little Yachty. Mr. Yachty. All right. I think that that covers everything today. What do you think, Coach? Have we uh, have we covered everything? That's what we've been talking about. Oh, thank you. We've been talking about it. Ah, uh, shoot. I guess if you want to continue the conversation, we'll be on social media. I'm at Kyle Kreis. Uh, the only thing that I've been getting likes on, though, is for uh, replying about my favorite Chicago song. I got oh, I, I've been getting likes. I, 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 someone that majored in fashion for my acting class helped me go buy new clothes, and I've been getting likes off of that on Instagram. So, it, um, <laughs> but, so yeah, so there's a lot of football going on in our days is what we're saying. <laughs> Bring on the XFL. <laughs> How long until I get to watch Rod Wood? He's not, he's not even going to play. Gonna right, right. That'd be weird if he was. He's like almost 50 years old. Yeah. I hope they have a head cam coach, though, because that's the only reason I'll be watching. <laughs> if, they're, if they're smart, they'll have just the, uh, just the head cam coach, which they need in the NFL anyway. Why, why not just have the just the coach cam, and then you can watch it on Amazon, and I don't know. All right. We're getting ahead of Someday. ourselves. Someday. Someday. All right. I keep, we're putting this off. Let's end mm-hmm. this show. Until next week. When will we will we start doing mocks next? I don't think. I don't, I don't think know. So. We'll see. We'll, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna hold off as late as possible until mocks. Yes.
because, uh, like someone said on Twitter, like everybody's meeting with everybody. So, okay. You're All on right. our radar. You're on our radar. All right. Until next week, listen to coach. Be the best selves. That's going to be required. Stay in school. 